0: Now, it's health and well-being with naturopath Peter Mullen. Yes, it is, and welcome to the show once more, Peter. Lovely to see you. Lovely to
1: see you too, Sarah.
0: You're talking about a big issue that a lot of women suffer from?
1: Yeah, it's something that, um, you know, it's been estimated that quite a big percentage of people have a problem with this gland, but they they don't even realise there's a problem.
0: Mmm, and it can be hard to find out about, I'm guessing. It can
1: be hard to find out, and sometimes the blood tests don't always give us the full picture.
0: Okay, we're going to find out a little bit more about that because we hear thyroid all the time, but we don't necessarily know what it means or what it does. So good one to catch up on. Now we're going to have a quick break, but when we come back, we're looking at thyroids. Now Peter, we often hear um, women suffer from it, but it it isn't just women, is it, that suffer from a thyroid?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the thyroid can be over-functioning or under-functioning, and it can affect both men and women. More often than not women, but definitely it's a problem that can affect men as well.
0: Okay, so when we come back, we'll find out exactly what the thyroid does and um, symptoms of having a high or low thyroid. thyroid. Looking at a thyroid today, what does it actually do, Peter, the thyroid?
1: So the thyroid is a gland. It's in the base of your base of your throat here, and um, it's a gland that produces a hormone called thyroid hormone. Now, every cell in your body has thyroid receptors, so it's a it's a hormone that plays a role in in every system in the body. We particularly think about it in regards uh, metabolism um, and weight management as well. So one of the signs actually of having an underactive thyroid is difficulty losing weight
0: yeah because okay. your metabolism
1: has slowed slowed down too much
0: so that's an underactive thyroid
1: underactive thyroid so what the so the thyroid's involved in blood sugar levels, cholesterol uh, metabolism energy um weight management, and um I guess the symptoms then if you're and then so and the thyroid is very susceptible to a lot of things, like it can be affected by the epstein barr virus, so yeah. someone can have glandular fever in their twenties. And then when they're 40, find that their thyroid's going under-functioning. Okay. Um, susceptible people that smoke cigarettes. You know, cadmium and some of the heavy metals tend to have an affinity for the thyroid. Okay. So it can affect thyroid function. Uh, other viruses can affect your thyroid function. But also a lot of um, toxins and pollutants now in our um, environment, plasticizers and things like that, can all tend to affect the thyroid. So it is a, a very sensitive gland to... Um, toxins and infections and um
0: so peter for someone that may be a little overweight and who has been struggling to lose weight despite you know better eating and and moving more what are some of the other symptoms that might be involved in an underactive thyroid that they can look out for
1: look probably the most common symptom in an underactive thyroid is fatigue okay. and it's a very specific type of fatigue it's like a real fatigue in your bones not just tired because you've had a busy day or not because you're not sleeping well but it's a real fatigue in your bones yeah um your skin can become dry cold rough and scaly so we're looking to see where things have changed where your skin was good before and now all of a sudden it seems to be really dry yeah sure um hair becomes coarse we were talking about Um, Someone in the break before that had a thyroid issue and her hair became quite thin.
0: Yeah, she lost a lot of hair during that period, noticeably so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So hair can become coarse, brittle and grow slowly or may fall out excessively. Um, A funny one is... People that say that you know the cold didn't bother them before their temperature they were always quite warm but yeah. now they feel the cold all the time. Yeah, sure. A bit like myself describing to you how I'm liking <laughs> heated rooms <laughs> You're now. You're
0: freezing in here. Yeah, exactly. We thought maybe that might my be thyroid. Maybe
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> sorry, that too. Sorry, age sorry. can affect your thyroid. <laughs> um, uh, difficult for a person to sweat. Uh, constipation.
0: Oh, okay. particularly
1: if it's magnesium supplement um so sometimes people will take magnesium powder to to clear their bowel out but if the magnesium stops working it can be a sign that it's actually associated with an underactive thyroid and um difficulty losing weight despite and and I get a lot of ladies that come in that say and I know they're being super strict some people say I'm super strict but we suspect they're not always super strict but then others I know come in and say they're super strict and you know they're cutting out grains and cereals and reducing carbs and they're still not getting into fat burning that can all that can definitely be a sign of um having an underactive thyroid
0: so what's the flip side then what are some of the symptoms and signs of an overactive thyroid Uh, i will
1: look at for for the most part and this can affect again like underactive both men and women um one of the reasons why you might get an overactive thyroid or the two reasons number one is you might have developed an autoimmune condition called Graves' disease, where your immune system now is attacking your thyroid and it's making it produce too much thyroid hormone. So think the opposite. Think um, people that lose weight. You know, often people with an overactive thyroid, they'll have a bit of a goiter. Yeah. They'll have a bit of a swelling around their yes. throat. Yes, yes. And a lot of women that I see that have a history of overactive thyroid are very lean. They're prone towards more towards anxiety, hot flushes. Um, they can still have issues with hair and skin.
0: Can you get excessive hair with an overactive no. thyroid? Okay. No,
1: you can actually get hair loss as well. Yeah, right. But overactive thyroid is more everything revs up.
0: Yeah. You know, sleep okay. patterns
1: disturbed, hot flushes, anxiety, weight loss. But again I've had people some one lady in particular I think of that had an overactive thyroid but unfortunately she didn't lose the weight.
0: Oh, that's Which was, that, that on every wasn't level. fair. Yeah, that's not fair. You want to at least get one of the benefits.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, okay. So look, when we come back, let's talk about uh, how we test yeah. our thyroid yep, to see whether sure. it's over or under or whether it's balanced. And we've got Christine on the line from Madawi.
1: Yeah, hi, Christine. You've got a, a question about your thyroid. You've, the question you sent through, you've had your thyroid removed in the goiter as well, but you still feel like you're getting all the symptoms.
0: Yes,
1: exactly. Okay. So what? So you're. So when um, they've taken all of your thyroid out?
0: Yes, they did.
1: Yeah, and they've prescribed. You've been prescribed thyroid hormone.
0: Yes, I have. Yes, I take one a day.
1: Alrighty. So a couple of things could be happening. Number one, um, you may not be enough on enough thyroid hormone. Um, and obviously, when you're on thyroid hormone, your doctor should be doing regular assessments to see that he's got you on the right dosage. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that happens is that oftentimes when... when Like what happens, the thyroid produces T4, but the T4, which is not that active, needs to get converted into the active form called T3. And often when doctors test the thyroid levels, they'll just test your, what's called your TSH, and they won't actually test your T4 and your T3. So what can happen to convert T4 to T3, you need um, uh, selenium and zinc, and it has to happen in your liver. So you might not be producing, you might not be converting your T4 into the active thyroid hormone as effectively as what you should. So, So what I'd recommend you do is ask your doctor next time they do a blood test to check your TSH, T4, and T3.
0: Yep,
1: okay. And that will give him a lot more scope then to be able to adjust your medication properly. But also, too, you need to make sure that your vitamin D levels are good, your iron is good, and also your zinc is good. Because you'll need all of those nutrients in good levels for your thyroid hormone to actually convert to the active form.
0: Okay. All right, so some good, uh, fairly easy advice for Christine there to go back and get those blood tests done. Absolutely,
1: and absolutely. And,
0: and that actually leads us into the next uh, segment pretty nicely because we're looking at the testing of the thyroid and it's not as easy as we often think or there's a lot of um, you know, results saying, look, it looks okay, but in actual fact there could be a problem.
1: Look, thyroid treating thyroid is a very specific um thing and not not all gps will be experienced in treating thyroid like effectively and as i was saying to christine sometimes the level of thyroid hormone being given is enough but it's not going to be converted to the active form t3 and the reference ranges. the problem with thyroid testing is the way it works is the thyroid gland in your throat or Rather, if you think, you know, your pituitary gland here is in between your eyes. Yep. Well, actually, it's your hypothalamus. Top of your head, top of your brain sends a message to your pituitary. And the pituitary produces what's called TSH. Which now, is
0: thyroid stimulating hormone.
1: That's right. And that's all doctors will test. Medicare won't allow them to test your actual thyroid hormones, T4 and T3, unless that TSH is out of range.
0: So they expect that most of the time it will be out of range if there's a thyroid problem yes that 's yes. the assumption and
1: that's the problem is the range is too wide right like point four point five up to three point five or even some cases four, so if the TSH is high towards the top end, say it 's four or four point five, that suggests that the thyroid's under functioning, and the pituitary is producing more TSH saying, "Come on thyroid, work harder, work mm. harder." Um, because it works on a on a feedback loop so the so the pituitary produces tsh to stimulate the thyroid to reduce t4 and as i was saying to christine doctors might test th tsh with her and they may do t4 but they really need to do t3 to know whether they're getting enough conversion because sometimes in prescribing thyroid hormone doctors will prescribe um synthetic t4 but they won't prescribe they won't you can also prescribe a synthetic T3. Right. So some, sometimes people will need some T4 and some T3 to get the best result, If they're, particularly in Christine's case when she's had her thyroid removed.
0: Okay, so if you're still having problems and some of the symptoms we mentioned earlier and you have had your thyroid tested, it may be worthwhile going back and specifically asking to have the T3 and T4 tested
1: yeah the problem with that is that the, with medicare doctors are only allowed to prescribe to recommend tsh right unless there's a history of thyroid problems or the tsh is out of range but I'll, after the break i'll come back and come back with some suggestions of how we can work around that with with the doctor or with your naturopath
0: uh peter we just had a call from mark in foster he wants to know whether hashimoto's disease is linked with the thyroid
1: yeah hashimoto's is actually an autoimmune condition where the immune system actually attacks the thyroid causes it initially to go overactive interestingly enough but then you end up with an underactive thyroid so yeah it's oh, definitely it's it a,
0: flips in between
1: uh, you end up with the thyroid being under functioning and and oftentimes you've got to end up being prescribed thyroid hormone
0: Okay, look, we've been talking about the thyroid and how um, complex or some of the issues around testing for it. And you wanted to continue a little bit of that about what you can get tested um, and, and what maybe should be tested that isn't.
1: Yeah, so the thyroid, thyroid again is another great example of how when we look at health, we don't just look at the thyroid in isolation. One of the reasons why someone could end up with thyroid issues down the track is if they're, adre- they're adrenally overactive all the time, if even if stress is a big issue. So stress can also affect the thyroid function. Um, gut health, you know, a lot of my patients that have thyroid issues also seem to have an issue like with their gut health as well. And from our point of view, autoimmune conditions particularly have a bent with gut health, immune overactivity, and funnily enough, a lot of patients with thyroid issues um, a lot of patients even that have celiac can end up with a thyroid condition so the thyroid tends to be very sensitive to gluten if someone's gluten intolerant as well
0: ah okay There's so it's not just there.
1: a matter of yeah so it's the trick with thyroid problems is to try and work out um what the underlying drivers or triggers might be whether in mark's case it's autoimmune so in mark's case you he would be when his doctor does blood tests he would be allowed to do the TSH, T four and T three, particularly if he's already been diagnosed with Hashimoto's Right. But what people can do if you want to know if you want to get a full blood panel done, TSH, T four and T three, you can see a naturopath, we can refer to get a thyroid panel done, or you can ask your doctor if he can test for all those three and you might just have to pay.
0: Okay. So there's a couple of options. And
1: I think currently I think Some of the pathology companies charge around $40. It's not an expensive test to have done.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know.
1: Yeah. So you can say to your GP, look, I've been doing some reading um, and just for peace of mind as much as anything because the problem with, you know, thyroid issues, autoimmune, adrenals, like all of these conditions have such similar symptoms. Sometimes it can do your head in trying to work it out. But that's one way you can find out for sure and
0: even rule it out you know if just it's to the case rule, of it, rule it that's out. not it okay i can go on to the next thing to try to narrow down what the problem yeah
1: is. and then if someone's got because the way, way it sort of works is you, you see thyroid produces t4 and to produce t4 in a, in a healthy person you need iodine which a lot of people are low in and tyrosine which is an amino acid and then t4 needs to get converted to the active form in the liver you need selenium and zinc and a lot of people are low in zinc and selenium and then for the thyroid hormone to enter the cell you need good levels of vitamin d and then for the thyroid hormone to activate your metabolism you need good levels of iron or ferritin which a lot of women are low in so Mm. and then it's that activation of the t3 tells the pituitary or the hypothalamus to tell the pituitary to send more tsh or less tsh so anywhere along that cycle your thyroid function can be interfered with so it's not just a matter of testing your tsh
0: and peter no doubt once uh, it's identified if it is a problem uh, then you're given some steps and and some um yeah, medications yeah, to take to, absolutely to and
1: as I was saying like sometimes t4 on its own or you know the synthetic t4 and everyone will know the generic brand names but sometimes a little bit of t3 just really makes a big difference so it's it's finding a finding a gp or a naturopath or someone on your in your health um professionals that can actually help you accurately make sure you're on exactly the right levels for you.
0: Peter if you do have to start medication is that a lifelong thing or can it then correct the issue?
1: Uh, Look thyroid issues are very tricky Hashimoto's for instance is very tricky I've found from my experience to ever get it to a point where your immune system turns off enough that your thyroid function returns so but sometimes I always say to patients, like, it's no point just taking your thyroid hormone. You need to make sure you've got all that nutritional support as well.
0: Yeah.
1: And that way you may be able to reduce your thyroid hormone. But if you've got Hashimoto's, it probably is something that you're going to have to be on, you know, forever. Because thyroid hormone or thyroid is such an important part of um, being well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Look, really interesting. That's all we've got time for today. But, Peter, you will be back next week.
1: I will be back next week.